Hello and welcome to Maths Matters. It's a mini podcast brought to you by me, Julie Gould. And me, Phil Smith. And in this series, we're going to explore what's the point of maths. Exactly why maths matters. We all learn it at school, but why? Why do we need to know about algebra? Maths matters. What is the point of all those different number series? Maths matters. And why should we bother learning all about long division? Maths matters. Why does maths matter? Well, you're about to find out. What are the three most basic shapes you can draw on a piece of paper? Go on, have a go. Grab your pencil, grab your piece of paper. Let's see what you can come up with. Now, when I had a go, I worked on a circle, a triangle and a square. Now, these three shapes have been used for thousands of years as the basis for building design. Let's start with the triangle. In 2500 BC, the Egyptians used this shape to base their pyramids on. And in the 14th, 15th and 16th centuries, the Mayans also decided to do the same. And they built some pyramids as well. But more recently, and yet equally famous, is the glass pyramid in Paris as part of the Louvre Museum. But triangles are all over buildings today. Just look at bridges or even cranes near you or even on top of your house. You're likely to find a triangle. You can see them everywhere. But what about the wonderfully humble yet almost magic circle whose line is equidistant, i.e. the same distance at all points from its centre? It has been used for its reflection of natural structures. It was used on the plans of houses, tombs and religious buildings think of the Colosseum in Rome, which was built in 70 AD, or the London Eye, built in 1998, or that stack of pancakes that you demolished on Pancake Tuesday. Or what about the reliable square, which can be rather usefully extended to a rectangle or turned into a three-dimensional cube? It is the most trusted shape in architecture and forms the basis of most human dwellings. But... An architect's imagination isn't limited to basic shapes like circles, squares and triangles. I mean, why limit yourself? Picture this. We're at the Strong Shape competition where triangle, square and circle are competing for the title of strongest, most useful shape in architecture. And we're back for another round of the Strong Shape competition 2021. The remaining contestants are square. The square. The triangle. And the circle. Now we are on the last two rounds of the competition and we're about to go into the load-bearing round. How much can these shapes support without crumbling to the floor? Kiki, let's hear from our contestants. Over to you. Thank you, thank you so much. Right, we're here with Square. Square, how are you feeling about this round? Ready to lift some heavy load? Oh yeah, I've got this one. No problem, buddy. I've been doing this for centuries. I am the strongest thing out there. Hoo-yah! Oh, we're so 
very excited to see what you can do. But right, let's hear from Triangle now. Triangle, how about you? Are you in shape for this round? Yeah, I think I've got what it takes, you know, no. The multiple sides to me, you know. I hope the people at home, they see the point of what I'm trying to do it. You know, like I'm just, I'm really here to win. I'm going to win, that's the whole. Oh, oh well, we are so excited to see what you've got to bring. Best of luck, Triangle. But now, finally, let's hear from you, Circle. Are you ready to roll? Yes, of course. And I have been working all year round on this one. In fairness, I'll be running circles around the others. <laughs> Circle, best of luck in this competition. Right, it's back to the studio now. Let's see what these guys can bring. Right, thank you very much, Kiki. We've heard from the contestants. Now let's get to the lifting. We're going to be adding bricks on top of each of the shapes. And the one that can support the most bricks will win the round. Now our first contestant's up is the triangle. Yeah, bring it on, I'm ready! Now which way will triangle orient herself to support the bricks? Oh, looks like she's trying some different shapes. Oh, here we go, she's in isosceles. Oh no, wait, no, no. It's a right angle triangle now. No, wait, she's changed again. She's settled for equilateral, the most stable of triangle shapes. That was a great choice. Right, now here we go with the load. Oh, oh wait, what's this now? What's happening here? Who's this? Who's coming in here now? It's, it's my twin sister, Valerie. She's come here to give me a hand. This is a very unusual move, ladies and gentlemen. But let's see how the team gets on. Oh, whoa, hold on a minute there. That's not right. How is this allowed? Like, I wasn't allowed to bring my bro here, so the bromance couldn't happen and we couldn't work together. This is not okay. Uh, Give me a minute, everybody. Let's keep it calm. Let's keep it calm. Oh, that's not cricket. It's not fair. I'm not. I'm an only child. I have no brother or sister. I've never even had any kind of a sibling. Well, well, Circle. Let's let's think about this. In fairness, you normally all just work together. So, so we could try that. So, you, so you're saying that we should all work together to show off the importance of teamwork. Yes. Yes, you know, in buildings, bridges, everywhere in nature, you all come together to make the world a brighter, stronger and safer place. Why not now? Let's make this contest a showcase of all that is wonderful in geometry. Nah. No way. You've got to be kidding me. If we're not testing strength... Then why not have a dance-off? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I have been known to bust out a move from time to time. Time for some square dancing. <laughs> well, I have been known to throw a few shapes. <laughs> yeah, nobody puts triangle in the corner. Oh, no, wait. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Many human-made artefacts are based on curves. A very common curve in architecture is the parabola, which, apart from being fun to say, parabola, is a symmetrical U or N-shaped curve. Again, you'll see them widely used on bridges. Think of the U shape on the Golden Gate Bridge in California, which is a suspension bridge, or the N shape of the arches on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, which is an arch bridge. Symmetry is another important geometric property that is used by architects. 
Notice that lots of buildings will have shapes repeated, such as windows or doors. And these shapes that make up a building need to fit together to form a pattern. Why not take a look at the houses, dwellings or buildings on your street? Do you notice any particular shapes that the architects used? And are they repeated across those buildings? Is there a pattern? Now, let's think about builders and engineers. How do they use geometry to build those designs put together by the architects? Consider a bricklayer. They need to understand the shape of the brick, its angles and form, to know how many bricks to lay and in which direction to build a house, for example. Imagine that the land that they're building on is sloping. They need to understand the mathematics of triangles and angles to work out exactly how to lay the bricks so that they match up in straight lines with the other ones. When building roofs, builders need to understand the geometries of triangles to build the sloping sides, to calculate how it will all fit together on top of a rectangular shaped house. The same applies when you're building arches. Any builder would need to understand the geometries of circles and how gravity and the weight or load is spread out over the structure in order to make sure that it stays up. I mean, arches are super strong, if you know what you're doing. Now, when it comes to interior design, designers use geometry for two main reasons. The first is to make sure that the items in the building actually fit in the building. And the second is for aesthetics, making things look pleasing to the eye. I mean, it's pretty simple. Does it fit? And is it fabulous, darling? And do not underestimate the aesthetic qualities of geometry. Even the ancient Greeks used mathematics to determine whether a building was in proportion and thus nice to look at. One aspect of interior design that I find particularly beautiful is tiling. Now, stick with me here. I don't mean the tiling on your bathroom floor. I mean tessellation. Now, tessellation is the covering of a flat surface by geometric shapes that follow a pattern and that they leave not a jot of space between them. Think about mosaics. Now, have a quick look online after this podcast and you'll find some beautiful examples of tessellation from throughout history. One of the earliest examples of this is by the Sumerians in 4000 BC, who used clay tiles to create spectacular wall decorations. Picture this. A woman has invited a tradesman into her home to look at her bathroom that, in fairness, needs a bit of work. She has just described what she'd like done. So, how does that sound? Well, to be honest, love, it sounds expensive. Why? I don't see the difficulty. Well, to be honest again, it isn't. Difficult, that is. Well, then. What's the problem? Well, to be honest again, it's complicated. Well, we could dance around this all day, but in the end, I want my bathroom tessellated. Oh, wait, tessellated? You mean the toiling or tessellation of a flat surface, i.e. the covering of a plane using one or more geometric shapes, i.e. tiles with no overlaps and no gaps, which we might generalise to a higher set of dimensions and a variety of geometries? Yes, 
Ah, yeah, no bother. I thought you said decimated. That's a different job altogether. No, no, a periodic toiling with a repeating pattern, it is so. Uh, when can I expect payment, please? Well, to be honest, it's complicated. I hear, that's my line. What's matters? More modern architecture and design takes into consideration the materials that are being used. Not all materials behave and move in the same way. So geometry is used to explore how different materials react and how to get the best out of them in modern buildings. They can be flexible and even change shape to suit the needs of those using it. In today's society, it's necessary that our environments become smarter, more responsive and flexible. So researchers are rethinking architecture to engage more than just bricks and mortar and geometry is a huge part of this. But there are other ways that mathematics is part of human-made creations. Without mathematics, there would be no computers. So in our next episode, we will explore how computers use maths and how maths can use computers to do some amazing things. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.